0: Ready?
1: Hello, and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode 31-8, and we are your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernod. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. And this week, we are asking you, our listeners, and our Patreon members...
0: How many games did you complete in February? And I got to tell you, most of the people did better than me this time. <laughs> last year, well, I was on fire. And I'm, I still want to do an episode related to that. But last year, I was on fire. This year, not so much. A lot of RPGs came down the pike so I got stuck with all of them. I was like, well, you're not finishing anything. <laughs> but yeah. you yeah. tried, and that's the most important yeah, thing.
1: You can't finish like, four like, 90-hour games
0: no, you can't. in a month.
1: Now, Chris Murray, on the other hand, a listener, Chris Murray, listen, he played a lot of games this month. I don't know how he's getting it. He beelines. He I, did
0: and also Does he have like
1: a switch he's getting on the train? Does he have like a long commute?
0: I don't even know. <laughs> but he's he does magical. Also Tim Ekebus got through a lot of them this wow, year. That's good. He got through his set of four. I got through one. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm proud of myself. I did it. You know? And at the same time I was like like I guess it's all about the it's all about the journey sometimes too. Like it's nice to finish it up, and you'll ultimately possibly finish one up later, eventually, beyond February. Yeah. But it's all about at least getting started and trying. I put some games into my
1: um, shopping cart on the PlayStation Network.
0: <laughs> hey, that that takes a lot of effort. That I takes a there. lot of effort. I got
1: there. Um, I want to thank um, our listeners, any of our listeners who joined me on my um, dance game marathon for charity a couple weeks ago. Um, I raised over seven hundred dollars, which was unexpected. My goal was five hundred, so that was awesome. So thank you everybody who came in, everyone who donated. Um, I think GameFan forty four, Fofo, she uh, she donated a bunch of other people. It's it just fantastic. Um, oh, frankly Zappa, thank you very very much. That was, I mean, it was just so generous of all of you, just to even just to even hang out with me while I was playing, let alone donate the money that you did. So. And the
0: amazing part from what you told mm. me is that none of these people gave you hell songs to play. They just say, here's the money without punishment.
1: Yeah, I felt like when I received a, a big donation of like $100 or something, I needed to do something crazy. And so I would. I would just try something difficult. And that's what I did. And also, like at the very, very end, um, a friend of ours, Aldrich, um, came on the stream. Who he plays? Um, that, that X Wing, the new X Wing game, Star Wars X Wing. Like there's Fighter so many with, for me, but there's I some know what there's the new, some new is. online one. He's like he plays it like kind of semi pro mm-hmm. on a team, and he showed up and he donated some money and said, yeah, hey, play play these old like Dynamite Rave and play these old school songs." And so I played like all of like the super long hard versions of them. <laughs> like nice. it's been like four hours, and I think that's part of the getting old is that like I can do that stuff. But then for a week afterwards, I can't do anything. <laughs> My body is
0: hurting. Like, for, for the time though, you can put on a last action hero. You know. Yeah, I can ch- I can burn it all out. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the, the, the last the last hour of that four hours was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it hurt <laughs> so bad. It hurt hurt so bad. But I'm glad I I'm glad I got through it. I'm glad I did it. And um, I want to thank everybody who who was there for that. I'll I'll prob- probably gonna try to do that every year. So.
0: It seems like you already have a trend because you did it last year. Yeah, I did last year. And like, I want to say you one. did the year before that. did not. So last year was the first. It was the first one. Yeah, I got my got my pad,
1: I think, at the end of 2018. I didn't really start streaming or thinking about streaming until then is when I set it up for that. So huh. and now, now I do it every once in a while. Okay. So, yeah, and that's going to go away. Not go away, but that's going to have to get taken apart soon for when we do, like, the painting and re- restructuring down there. So that's going to happen pretty soon. Mm-hmm. But it's happening real soon. And it's I'll done? let you know, we got a date coming up. And it's important to me that, you, that you're able to make it because it's important to us to get it done. Are you talking about the paint? Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. All right. Well, just like I said, let me know. Yeah. Life please. is... I didn't mean to call you out right now. I was just, just thinking about it. <laughs> My life Life is on the wild right now. But I did say I would come along. Just got to tell me in advance so I can plan around it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think we got a date. And, all right. So, um, what else do we want to say? Uh,
1: last week, we had a listener. We had fellow podcaster. We had friend rage cage on the show and that man can beat the box serious beatbox skills and um just all around fun guy to have on the show so
0: no he is not a mushroom he's um i don't get it fun i'm bland oh I, my god i had to squeeze one <laughs> to do it. i had to i had to do it i've been i've been chomping at the bit for these like really <laughs> worthy jokes lately i'm just more upset than myself that i didn't catch it oh <laughs> Honestly, I was, there. I was like, maybe I should come up with something better. Like, he's like, oh, good for a piece of topic, but not so much, you know. Uh, but
1: well, Anyway, but a, a, a great guy to have on the show. So if, you, if you're new to the show, um, go back listen to last week's episode. It was a whole lot of fun. Or if you liked last week's episode, go check out his show, The VG Emporium, on um, on podcasts. All networks. the beats that fit the stuck. Yeah, you can find it on – I know you can find it on Apple Podcasts. That's where I listen to my shows on. So if you have that, you can find them on there. So check all that out. <laughs> Check that out. So um, this week, we should also say, is a live streamed episode in front of our Patreon members. This is uh, exclusive to any uh, Patreon members of all levels. We live stream, record an episode, we hang out, we talk, and we chat and we joke with you guys throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And if you like what you're hearing, if you're a fan of the show, please consider becoming a member at Patreon.com/slash Rhythm and Pixels. Um, just a dollar, a dollar a day will help feed. These two boys right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a hungry child. A hungry grown man. Yeah. All right. Just think of how many ramen noodles we could buy. I could buy at least one pack. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> two packs. I all
1: right. the cup. So this week we did or or this, for this, this month's show, we asked, um, actually for this month, we, we we challenged our listeners, we challenged ourselves to finish four games this month. I did not, did not at all for now,
0: Not even close. Like I said, I did, uh, so I think it was a like game called the Waylanders, Monarch, Rise of the Third Power. Those were all RPGs that I had to I was trying to play this month. And of course I didn't finish any of those. I did start playing another game, which is I'm still gonna to try to finish. It's called like Virgo versus the seven versus the Seven Zodiac or whatever. Mm. And I have a good track for that to come on the show next week or whatever. Because and that's also why I want to do an episode devoted to the games I attempted because there was some great music in the stuff I was trying to play just couldn't quite knock it out but again it's all about the journey and it's also why when putting out the word to say 4 for February it wasn't about what 4 games you beat or any games you beat at all it's about the journey what did you attempt to play through did you attempt to at least knock any of them out and even if you didn't do it That's cool. You you, you experienced
1: something I did. I did play more of the Capcom Classics Collection. I played a lot of um Ghouls and Ghosts. (laughs) that's a good. honestly
0: yeah, you weren't. That's a hard game, man. That is tough. Yeah, if you beat that. That would have counted
1: as all four. But um, but I played a lot of that. So this week's topic is the four in February. We asked our listeners and Patreon members which games did you complete or attempt to complete in February, and uh, pick some music from it. And we're gonna listen to the music. We're gonna. Chat about it, and here we go. This is our first track coming from uh, listener Kristen Game Fan Forty Four. We're going to listen to the track uh, OST Five from the game Chase Cold Case Investigations, composed by Satoshi Akubo. <laughs> back, mm-hmm. you're listening to OST5 from the game Chase, Cold Case Investigations composed by Satoshi Satoshi, Satoshi Akubo.
2: Satoshi!
1: Yeah, we were just talking about how like this is that part of the anime where Satoshi's leaving for good this time forever.
0: Given that the game is Cold Case Investigations, though, I could also see this being like a fateful bar encounter. Yeah, it does feel kind of like that. Yeah, uh, on one hand, it feels like
1: a really slow, kind of sexy jam, and but in the in the vibe of like a TV like cop procedural. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of things, it feels like one of those tr- like slow dramatic moments from Persona Five.
0: <laughs> I can see. That. <laughs> yeah, totally getting that. I do like this track though, <sighs> and and Kristen says that it was made by the same people who made Hotel Dusk, which is a Ooh. game that. It's on the back of burners, but I bought it knowing it was good. Like, and I was—I think Mike actually played it through it. He loved it. Um, me, I want to get to it, but that was also admittedly before I got into adventure because I just bought it because I'd heard people say how great it was. But then by the time I finally got around to playing these games, it was with Phoenix Wright, okay. and then I just never turned back. Never turned. Never went. Never went back. Mm-hmm, never went back. But I still have it. I still have it, and it still can be utilized. And like I said, I mean honestly, I'm holding firm to the non-collecting beyond the switch. I've been doing good. Okay. So if that if that holds true, I will eventually be dipping backwards. I get review codes, which is nice, but dipping backwards is real dipping backwards. Yeah. So I
1: I am I'm I'm catching the bug of I'm starting to think more about collecting cartridge games. But like, I feel like I missed out. Like I missed my opportunity and being able to, f- to find cartridge, to games find affordable cartridges at like garage sales and stuff. Like all that stuff is gone.
0: now. Oh no garage sales. You can still find them. It's just hoping that the seller isn't akin to, uh, you know, privy to trends. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you can still find them on like at garage sales and the like, the problem is grabbing them on the internet. If yeah. you go on the internet, you're going to pay a lot of money yeah. oh, for, totally. for the ones that you're looking for. Um, But
1: there there was no uh, testimonial written uh, by GameFan44, except a list of games that she's beaten, which is a good list of games because she knocked out the quad of four. Oh yeah! So now I will read them in a dramatic fashion. Chase, Cold Case Investigations, 3DS, Mm -hmm. Absu, Switch, Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, 3DS. Uh, Pokemon Legends, Arceus,
0: Pokemon Word,
1: (laughs) Nintendo Switch,
0: Pokemon Legends, Arceus, you will be missed. (laughs) That's a game. (laughs) That is a game. I I would play that game. Yeah. Oh, we got another reviewer popping in awesome hey thanks for popping
1: in thank you for thanks thank thank you pop-up <laughs> that's not pop-up, pop-up. It's, it's thank Jess. thanks yes. thank you very much for, for popping in our chat and for hanging out with us while we're recording our next show
0: so Pranel you're next up on the uh, on, on the list on the wheels of steel on the wheels of steel I well, love that well I will actually bring up from the same listener because oh, but, but in a dramatic fashion oh. I'm going to choose a track <laughs> god, god I don't even have it in me but I was like, <laughs> I'm going to choose a track from the same listener, Fan 44 <laughs> oh. because let me tell you, I myself have begun playing this game recently. The music is hot. The selection is hot. So when one comes to one, I'm going to make two by choosing this tune. <laughs> that is Obsidian Field Lands 2 from the game Pokemon Legends Arceus. Arceus, Rob. Thank you. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no one tells me these things. <laughs> and may you be happy to enjoy. Welcome back. You're listening to the Obsidian Fieldlands Two theme from the game Pokemon Legends Arceus for the Nintendo Switch, recently released, composed by Go either one of these three people: Goichi Nosei, Hitomi Sato, and Suguru Nagatsuki. Um, so, it's interesting about this, like it popped up on GameFan44's track submissions, and perfectly timed is the fact that. I finally got around to starting this game. Like, I bought it on release day because, of course I would. It's a new Pokemon game, and I actually want to financially contribute to the fact that they finally are trying something different with the franchise yeah. compared to all the you know rehashes they've been doing. And even though people were giving it a lot of grief before release, like, oh, the graphics aren't all that great, or the Pokemon aren't moving very much in battle or whatever, I still gave it a try, and I finally booted it up. And I got to say, I am enjoying it a lot so far. And it didn't hurt that once the game was officially out, my friends who play Pokemon, more than a few were saying, I'm not buying another Pokemon game unless it plays like this. Mm. Like, wow. this is pretty much the direction they probably have to take the franchise in. Like, I genuinely would like to see gym battles come back in some capacity, but maybe not be the primary focus of the game. Right. But just to have that gauntlet of battles. Um, but the exploration involved here... The snappiness to catching some of the Pokemon, and the fact that they kind of emphasize just catching a bunch of them—not necessarily just like I got a luxury. That means I don't need any more luxuries. It's like no, just catch a bunch of friggin' Pokemon. That's your goal. It'd be nice if there's like a Pokemon orphanage. We'd be like, y'all yeah, want to donate these Pokemon to a, 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 a old folks' home? They want so. have you imagine that? You catch a bunch of Pokemon, but then you can donate them to various locations based on how they benefit them. Like, if it's an old folks' home, you want to donate a bunch of like Chansey
1: and uh, like Togepi. Service Pokemon.
0: Yeah, service Pokemon. You could have like a freaking horse tracks here, donate like all the Greyhound Pokemon and like the horse Pokemon. This is my emotional support Pokemon. Yeah, and they make those. Have a Mr. Mime. I would have a Mr. Mime. Donate Mr. Mime to the Chitter Center. I'd have a Psyduck. Side duck will be hard to catch though. You got to make sure he doesn't evolve into Gold Duck because then he loses that ability to be so supportive. He becomes, a, he, yeah, he, I, I becomes Once he vicious. evolves, he becomes a jerk. He becomes an absolute. jerk. But before jerk that, break. he's a nice guy. And also one thing about this game I like too is like even as far as I've gotten in the game, it's like got a, like a bit more of a mature theme, despite the fact that the main character is still is like, clearly like a ten year old kid mm-hmm. because you're a kid who gets like thrown back from the modern ages to like the very first Pokemon settlement. And uh, at the very beginning of the game, it's like, okay, you're, you're stuck out here. And a professor's like, I'll give you a place to stay. And the person who runs the um, like the facility that they're living at is like, look, if you can't prove yourself to be able to work for us, we're throwing you out in the street and you're probably <laughs> going to die. Like, they, Oh, my God. It may well be the first time I saw the word die in a Pokemon game. And they're referring <laughs> to you. And the whole time they're all talking about this, your character's got this dopey smile. Like, yep.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna make it. Um, I'm, I'm digging this music. This, this soundtrack is great, and I'm love this song specifically.
0: Oh, it's good. And awesome. the thing about it, like also like unlike the other Pokemon games, this is more like a Monster Hunter game in scope. Where like oh. you're not just like walking around like a general like Route 23. Mm. You're choosing a location. You go there, and you're exploring the entire location. Like, yeah, maybe there's some water Pokemon down by the lake. I'll go check out the lake. Right, and there's different um,
1: based on the soundtrack. Anyway, there's different pieces of music that are playing throughout different portions of that environment, and different different pieces of music will play as the story unfolds or as you're fighting specific, I guess, maybe types of Pokemon. Um, and this this is like it's like jazzy, but it's like a low key like kind of.
0: It's got a. Uh, it has a. Know. It has a sound that resembles you looking out across a vast field. Yeah, like this part right here. Yeah, this to me, listening yeah, yeah, yeah. implies I'm running across a field, and I can see the expanse out in front of me. Something about like a shaker makes me feel about like,
1: like I don't know the journey. Blade, blades of grass and the journey. Yeah, yeah. Feels like you're on a journey. Oh, I love it. Um. So yeah, really good pick. Thank you very much, Kristen, for picking this one out. I'm I'm, I'm glad that you picked this one. I was, I was worried about picking multiple tracks from the same person, but like... If it's good, dude, it's good. There's some good music here. All right, our next track is coming from... It's a last-minute pick from listener Stephen Miller. This is a track called Compound Eye from the game Neocab from the artist Obsusk. You're listening to um, music from the game Neo Cab. This track is called Compound Eye, and the artist is Abfusc. A-O-B-F-U-S-C. Abfusc. (laughs) Abfusc. I don't know. Very, like, dark, interesting music. This is like a a weird, futuristic visual novel. You're playing the last human cab driver in the the world. Every other cab is just AI, so you're picking up people, and you're chatting with them, and I think you're unraveling a mystery about her life. Oh. But it's uh, it's got like, a cool cool style to it. I love the idea that it's a visual novel, you're choosing dialogue options, but like it's all because you're driving people to different places, and you're talking to your passengers.
0: And I like that, does the dialogue yeah. options influence actual like direction for the narrative is there a scenario where like you could actually have, like, have like a really bad conversation with a passenger and they ultimately don't pay you or something bad happens to you as a cab driver or you take them to a destination that differs from where they originally wanted to go like, um stuff like that
1: sure I don't know uh, but but polygon says it's a game about the connections between people and the creeping advance of artificial intelligence in a near future city Duh, I don't know <laughs> so it's got kind of it's got kind of that like that, that dark that that dark future vibe to it but uh, but then that dark future vibe in video games where it's like really dark blacks but then like purple and blue <laughs> <laughs> neon yeah I love that neon look to these games
0: yeah it's the future it's the future I, I guess a dystopia but I look, looking at the photos it looks less like a dystopia more like a Utopia, it's more like more like more like a, a realistic future. <laughs> yeah, oh, just like the signs are a little brighter. Well, they have LED bulbs. Ooh,
1: a game, um, a uh, show that you and I both enjoyed. Um, upload is getting a second season. Speaking, have they of announced it, the date? I don't know the date yet.
0: Oh my god! Just, I the want fact, that. just the fact
1: that there's another season coming out is exciting to me.
0: Oh, I was hoping. Like I couldn't I was imagine really them canceling that show after how it ended. Because yes. that season, that show was fantastic. So that, that's
1: another like interesting like near future like what if. Not dystopia, but just a strange future that seems like it could almost be real if they could, if this technology could. Oh, it would real. totally be real. Yeah, it's so, it's kind of scary, Honestly, but fascinating might, at the same time. It might be real for all we know. <laughs> for all we know.
0: But it's only, it's only made for the elites to use. Yeah. But like, for those who are like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Um, upload is a TV show. I don't even remember what service it was released on. But uh, the premise is that it's a society that it's fairly futuristic though you wouldn't know it as far as like visuals, but they have like self-driving cars and the like that are better than Teslas. Um, And the premise is that in this society there, when you die, you can have like an insurance program of sorts Mm. where you can pay to have your consciousness uploaded to a virtual world like an MMO Mm. and you live in the MMO world. Yeah, but because your body is dead, you live there
1: for eternity. Mm -hmm. But because this is very realistic like people have to pay for your space there and there's like levels of bandwidth that you could use there's levels of like how nice of a place that you're going to be staying at like th- things aren't quite real enough so like you're very aware that like that's not real water you know all kinds of interesting stuff happen in this in the show it's such a good show and it's also a comedy too so it's like a, just a drama yeah a lot of a lot of good a lot of good co- comedic comedic beats to it but yeah really really interesting and disturbing at the same time <laughs> i really mm-hmm. enjoyed it it's a good i so. wasn't expecting to fall into it the way I, especially the, the lead character i wasn't i saw him and i was like ah, oh, he's gonna be a, this looks like colonel douche yeah exactly i was like i'm not gonna like this but then in, in the end i was like this is fascinating
0: yeah because he, he realized there was more to life after death than than there money. was in the <laughs> living yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly
1: yeah that was it was pretty cool um so yeah, Neo Cab looks interesting if you're into the uh, the visual novel type stuff. But um,
0: we're on to your next track, I think. All right, so let me see what's going on on this side. So my next track is going to come from the Trash Can. God, I love that name. <laughs> um, this comes from the game Spiritfarer, and the track is titled Thunder Harvest. <laughs> Welcome back. You're listening to Thunder Harvest from the game Spiritfarer. I know it released on the Switch and Steam. I'm pretty sure it's on PS4 and Xbox One as well. Composed by Max LL. Um, I'm not sure that meant like, you know, luxuriously large or (laughs) laxadecimally luxurious. I don't know. I remember reading about this game too. This looked really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are a, well, it might be described in here. Before I say it, I'll see if he mentions it in his description. So, the Trash King, Cam Leonard, says, The universe really likes to throw curveballs and test you in all sorts of fun ways. I am a first-year elementary school teacher, and November 2021 marked the fifth anniversary of me losing my little brother to depression. While it does still affect me in many ways, I thought I had a really solid grasp on my grief. Here's where the universe comes in, though. I have a student this year who has the exact same name as my brother and whose birthday is two days after the day he passed away. To say I was shell-shocked by this realization is an understatement, and it really made me re-examine how I am dealing with my grief. With the push of my partner, I began exploring different self-help texts and stories which deal with grief, all of which have been helping me to become that much more at peace. One of those things is the game Spirit Fair, which came to me highly recommended as a means of managing and coming to terms with loss and death. You play as the replacement of Sharon, and Sharon, for those who don't know, is the what is basically the person who carries you across the river sticks on the boat. Um secures your soul. A character named Stella who is given the title Spiritfarer, and alongside your co-spiritfarer cat and companion Daffodil, that's an adorable name, your job is to use your boat to ferry souls across the final ocean to fully pass on after death. While I am not far, I can already feel the inklings of how this game is going to give me an outlet for my grief, and I hope suggesting it here will prompt others who need it to take the plunge as well. The game is gorgeous. The music is wonderful, and it's such a relaxing management-type game, Hmm. a genre that usually repels me, that I actually am having a lot of fun with now. The game exudes joy, despite the somewhat gloomy subject matter, which I think we need more examples of in general nowadays. And that's a freaking fantastic testimonial. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to read that. (laughs) I love the track, but I really wanted to read that testimonial. So, yes. And I genuinely, wholeheartedly, fully support what you are doing to help yourself better cope with life's more unpleasant feelings
1: yeah i I absolutely agree um and and talking to two professionals is also really important too um if you if you've never experienced doing that in your life it is worth checking out if you feel like you're underwater or if you feel like if you feel like what you're doing still isn't just enough because there's people out there who are experienced in what you're dealing with. And it's really
0: important to reach out. You um, even sometimes just having that voice that isn't in your circle, I guess. Yeah. As perspective in a way where like, you don't feel like that. I guess the best way to put it, you don't, you don't feel like their opinion matters in the sense where you're like, you know, if I say something and they're not happy, they're going to tell me. Whereas this person is like, well, this is a completely objective but they say I can take and acknowledge it accordingly to how I genuinely feel about it. Mm. It's an interesting perspective to take on it. Um, but I, I love that testimonial, and I really do hope that you are making progress further still in regards to helping to deal with the grief and loss of your brother. I do and too. I'm sorry. I do too. And
1: thanks for sharing that with us too. Thanks for being um, vulnerable and sharing that with, with us and, and your, and our listeners as well. You're um, here do to that. that. And this music. And this 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 makes me wanna play a game like this now.
0: I actually did buy this game because I had a friend who bought it back in like December mm-hmm. going into the new year and she had it's not the same scenario with him that he had, but somewhere in a sense where it's like it was a good like relaxation mental coping tool. That she was using just to relax after dealing with a lot of like college stresses and stuff. I see, I see. So I was like, "Wow!" Like, I was like, "This is really weird." She's like, "Yes, I can't recommend this game enough (laughs) to just like kind of absorb yourself in and just kind of pace
1: yourself out. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe that's something that um, Christy and I can fall into together. I I think the more narrative-driven ones are something that we that we both really enjoy. But well, this would be it. Yeah, this 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 would this would feel really good. And also, if it's got like a nice repetitive game loop. You know, that's also very relaxing. That could be pretty good
0: too. Well, the Trash King might have just provided the Nickelslings. <laughs> what their next their is that next what we're called now? <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that aligns with King, the Trash King, and I was like that was like Lings. Oh, okay, okay. I was like the 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 Brownlings. the
1: groundlings, <laughs> the, the nickling. <laughs> All right, our next track is coming from one electric boogaloo. Uh, and this is definitely a little much uh, the, the the vibe of this song is further and further away from spirit fair as he could possibly be this is the arcade game san francisco rush 2049 tournament edition composed by barry lich sorry but barry barry lich arranged by michael and i forgot the last name <laughs> the track, not barry white uh the track is called wingy from san francisco rush Two thousand and forty
0: nine. Oh, there it is. You just got your sell ticket right there. Kristen says it's a two player game. Oh I need a
1: second controller. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well you can get one of those on a discount
1: problem. <gasps> yeah, i well can I borrow one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs>
1: listening to this track, the track Wingy from San Francisco Rush 2049 Tournament Edition, composed by Barry Leach. Barry
0: Leach, it looks like. You made
1: a fist, and I'm like,
0: oh It's like my arm is doing a weird thing, so I'm trying to move it around. (laughs) Just like
1: what I said, Rush 2049, you're like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Get to the Rush! (laughs) Um, Electric Boogaloo wrote us a nice testimonial, and I think I'll read it right now. He says, I've been getting awfully busy lately, meaning I couldn't sit down and complete a game this month. So what at least I could talk about was the one game I've been playing on and off for the past year or so. I say, go for it. And that is the arcade version of San Francisco Rush 2049. I have tons of great memories playing through it at my local Chuck E. Cheese back in the day. And to this day, I dream of owning a cabinet of my very own, which sadly is not very feasible for me in this space and and money-wise, so as of late. I had to settle for playing it on a meme which I'm still surprised that um, how great it runs on there now, as the, the graphics were handled by a powerful 3 d FX Voodoo 3. Oh, that's interesting. Remember those? Yeah. Yeah, there's this uh, old... Uh Back when I still could gauge how powerful a PC was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe too. I have no idea anymore. Um, anyway, like the original game in the series, Rush 2049 in the arcade also had updates later on, Um, The original game only had five tracks, but a few months after the release in the year 2000, Midway did location tests for a new version called Tournament Edition, which not only allowed players in various locations to save their best times on an online leaderboard, but also gave them chances to win prizes with special events. In addition to the various bug fixes and handling adjustments, two tracks based on the N64 and Dreamcast versions were added in as well as a set of new cars, which could only get played during the online tournament mode. That's kind of cool. Um, Sadly, Tournament Edition never got a full release, as in 2001, Midway had exited the coin op business. However, the Car and Track Edition did get a new life, as two years later, Rush 2049 Special Edition was released, which brings all the changes from the Tournament Edition, but now making the new cars and tracks available for normal play. This version has a notable footnote in being both the final game released from Midway Games West, the former Atari Games division. And the final arcade release to bear the Midway name altogether, which is a bittersweet, but what a great note to end
0: on. I'm trying to remember, did Midway become Raw Thrills? or I'm
1: curious about that there's a connection there.
0: I know Raw Thrills is in their old, well, someone was telling me Raw Thrills is in their old Chicago building. Huh. Because they were originally across the street from Hot dogs, which is that... Former, really cool hot dog drink. that had the crazy versions, like alligator meat and yeah, stuff. I feel
1: like the, the the machines that they're making, like that raw thrills, like focused on is like that kind of style where it's like kind of a big spectacle, like a more of, a, of an attraction, mm-hmm. less than like a game that you would go and try to master. Yes, yeah. All right. So, uh, EB goes on to say uh, the track I sent is a remix of one of Barry Litch's compo- uh, compositions for the N sixty four version of the of the game. Uh, done by the arcades arcade versions composer michael henry that's the guy's name michael henry thank you eb um while you hear a lot of of lich's original version in there this remix changes a lot of parts and gives it a slightly different feel it essentially just beefs everything up taking full advantage of that 4-1 surround speaker setup um, that's right because when you're sitting in the machine like there's like speakers up behind you and in front of you so that's pretty cool um, in tournament edition and special editions, this plays on Dusk, the seventh and final track in the game. And honestly, it's my favorite track in the whole game. The music not only pumps you up when you're driving, but it has some really cool shortcuts and high jumps that give you a really good challenge. Anyway, if you happen to find a Rush 2049 cabinet in the wild, definitely give it a shot and y'all will definitely have a blast. I'm not quite at 10,000 miles on special edition yet, but I'm getting close. Yeah, he That's puts that awesome. image. He had
0: 5,000 miles.
1: That's so cool. Uh, but yeah, there's some of the shortcuts in this this uh, track are like like complete de loops. There's some that are like cylinders that you have to like kind of drive drive through, and there's like um, almost like pendulums like swinging around and around and around circular across the tube. BB did just confirm it it's like Raw Thrills
0: was a company founded by ex-Mitway developers, including Eugene Jarvis after Midway closed their coin-op division. Because oh, I knew okay, was like I have a friend who worked for Raw Thrills. I'm not sure if she still does or not, but. At the time, I, I swear I remember her talking about something in relation to, like, Midway. And the only thing I remember at the time was, was like, I know they're in the same building. But whether or not they were directly related or not, I didn't know. But apparently they were. Huh. So that's awesome. Connections are in. And if I'm not mistaken, Raw Thrills was the company behind the recent Cruisin' Blast game, too. Oh, I could be wrong, but I think they were.
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, every time I every time I'm at like a movie theater or something, and I see a, a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift machine, I assume it's a Need for Speed game, not a Need for Speed game. It's a it's a rush game because it looks so familiar to me. It looks so similar, huh. except instead of green, it's bright
0: red. Just by virtue of the concept of Fast and the Furious, I feel like it should be a rush game. I mean, or just at least the, play like one. By the
1: concept of The Fast and the Furious, I'm surprised there's no, there's not there's not more games based
0: on that franchise, right? That is kind of true. Yeah. There's so many friggin' movies, you would think it would be easy money to have a bunch of racing games based off of it. Yeah. Just it have it like a heist taking place at the same time. I mean, the
1: movies are already like video games. Like you just take cars and put them anywhere. Space. Space.
0: Glacier. Skies. The ocean. A volcano. I think they have to... I'm naming all these places okay, okay. jokingly, and I bet they've been to all of them. I know they've been to space. Yeah, so the next
1: game, I'm sorry, the next movie, what they have to do, they absolutely have to do is get the technology from Honey, I Shrunk the
0: Kids and shrink their cars down. Oh, Micro Machine Races. Drive through the human body. Oh, that'll be a trip. That's what I'm talking about. And I'd watch it, but they'd have to have a reason for going or Like a, a really special jewel thief realized that if he hid the jewels within his own body... <laughs> no whatever where to find them or take them out and he could always just cut them back out and then re you know enlarge them when he needed to spend the money so he's an actual jewel <laughs> smuggler by smuggling the jewels in his own yeah. physical form so they shrink their cars down and drive through his actual blood vessels to get to his money lodge somewhere within his lungs I love it deal got it I'm sold you and you, you can keep you can
1: keep the uh, you, can, you can keep the, the 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 rights to all toys and all animated series but you want the video game. Come. Yeah. I want it to be called Honey, I Shrunk the Fast and the Furious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're on Too to small, you.
1: still furious.
0: Too, too, too small, but still furious. All right. We're on to your, uh, your last track of the set. What do you got? All right. So my finale comes from Martyrus. This is from the game Cloud And the track title is called First Shift. It is composed by Harry Critchley. Welcome back. You are listening to First Shift from the game Cloudpunk, composed by Harry Critchley, submitted by listener and friend Martyris. Nice testimony here that I want to read, and then I'll ramble or something, because that's what I do, baby. Um, While I wasn't able to gather enough games and time, I do plan to finish one of these games for February, and that game is Cloudpunk. This game, available on all platforms, is an adventure through the cyber city of Nevelis, You play the role of a courier, who travels between points to deliver packages and sometimes people and or robots. At times, you may need to land and go on foot to reach your destination. Mm. While your deliveries may seem mundane, your first night as a courier is anything but dull. You'll discover more of the city and a few of its choice inhabitants that you'll meet along the way. As you fulfill missions and meet people, you're treated to a delightful, relaxing soundtrack composed by Harry Critchley. To be honest, the whole soundtrack is wonderful to listen to on Shuffle as you lie back in your chair and close your eyes dreaming of electric sheep. Mm. The OST is available to purchase on Steam. Enjoy, guys, and may you find the time and energy to finish your four in February titles. Here's the hoping, because, man, I'm working on it. (laughs) It's a a tough ride, but we'll get through them. Yeah, uh, it is quite a year.
1: And, yes it is um, it's been quite a month.
0: Also yes it is
1: <laughs> So this is this is kind of a weird theme for today's episode. kind of like weird dystopian Blade Runner future in a game where you're either a taxi driver or a delivery driver. <laughs> that's
0: what the future's all about. Yeah. people taking you know side uh, jobs
1: that no that's how it is right now. People taking side jobs, driving Uber, or, or Amazon vans. That's
0: not good. <laughs> the future is here. Yeah, but it's not as cool looking. Not which, at all. We don't uh, even have hover cars. That's not vertical. We have, we have high, increased gas prices, but none of the hovering. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. Oh, man. I was promised a hover car. Where is it?
1: That's a, that was a that was a, a punk band that I used to like. Uh, we were promised. It's called We Were Promised Jetpacks. Oh. Yeah. Did they ever get them? No, sadly. That's, they, that, that's, that's, that's the name of the band. We were, we were promised jetpacks. but so that's instead, why they sing? But instead they got guitars and drums. And <laughs> okay, well, I mean, there's a trade-off. We all benefit from their lack of acquisition. I used to listen to them a lot. They're really um, really a, like kind of emo-y type, kind of kind of punk rock.
0: We were prom- Well, I would be too if I was promised something as awesome <laughs>
1: as a jetpack and got stuck without. This is a rad track. I, I like this one too. It's It's got that kind of dark... Kind of synth punky, synth wavy uh, mentality to it. Synth punky Brewster. Synth punky Brewster. <laughs> no, that's uh, no. Wasn't there that? Wasn't there like a show in
0: the eighties that was like she was a she was a robot? Yeah, it was a small wonder. Small wonder. That she was a girl unlike other girls. She's synth- she was a miracle, and she'll grant you, and she'll enchant you at first sight. 'Cause she's a small wonder. And she's a, a girl unlike other girls. She's the synth punky brewster. She just pops music. That's a sure I should have brought back. I feel like that could be done well now. Small wonder? Yeah. I think so, yeah. I'd watch it. I
1: and I think it's all I think it's like not obscure, but it's obscure enough that people wouldn't realize it was a remake of something, you know? Be like, mm. Oh, this is
0: a great fresh idea I'm like <laughs> I'm stealing. A professor who bills a young girl as his daughter and tries to pass her as a human? That'll never fly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to turn
1: this track down. Oh, the track ended. And we're going to get into the part of the show that we call the bonus round. It's
0: the bonus round.
1: (laughs) A round
0: like other round.
1: You know, I'm gonna go and get the the Small Wonder theme song and just like stick it in. Right yeah, I'm not gonna complain. It's a great theme song. Um, the the Small Wonder of a bonus round is a part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And um, I don't think we received any um, remixes on in our email, but we did have other other listeners and other members of our Patreon in our Discord server talking about games that they have been playing mm-hmm. this month. And our uh, friend Hammock,
0: Hammock,
1: he's been playing Castlevania, "Aria of Sorrow," and so I picked a, um, a an arrangement of the track "Clock Tower" from "Aria of Sorrow." It is the YM2612 cover arranged by Savaged Regime. <laughs> Thank you. This is the clock tower, the YM2612 cover by Savage Regime, which of course now is, I understand, and it's obvious to me that is an anagram for Sega Genesis. But uh, this is a great, great arrangement of this track of an already amazing track. But man, those those drum fills and that like kind of guitar solo halfway through, like he is a master of the FM synth.
0: This is a treat, like. I immediately realized what the track was when it was playing, like not so much the name because I didn't remember what the track sounded like initially yeah. in the game by the name. But when I started hearing it play, like, it immediately came back. Like, I know exactly what I'm listening to, and it sounds really good. So
1: good. This is a fantastic track.
0: Like, I actually still find myself torn between whether I prefer Aria of Sorrow or Dawn of Sorrow. Hmm. But it's worth knowing that they're both fantastic <laughs> titles. E- either way, you're just really sad. It's a very... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sorrowful title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just love playing. It's like to me, I still think it's probably the better of the games in regards to like how to upgrade the character, how to upgrade the player character, and all because you get the demon souls in those games, mm-hmm. and of course that's what later ended up being utilized in a bloodstained blood- ritual. Oh, tonight. okay, so that's where they, that's where they came from. Yeah, but I instead of being cool called idea.
1: souls. They were called shards. The shard, the crystal shards, or whatever they were. Yeah,
0: not to be confused with Kirby and the crystal shards. He would have eaten them all. Now
1: I'm imagining Kirby like like very like slow mo hovering halfway in the air and then getting stabbed with all these crystal shards, but then they infuse him with power. Yeah, and then he gets like a helmet and he can like <laughs> chop someone down with a sword or something.
0: Pretty much, or actually chop them down with four swords. He can eat two monsters at a time. Oh <laughs> yeah, the powers in the powers in his hands and his stomach and his mouth. Does he have a stomach? Is there room for a stomach in that thing? Yeah, it's fun fact: it's actually another dimension. Is it? I'm making that up, but it makes logical sense for it you, to be. You would know, and now you're playing with my heart. It would be a pocket <laughs> dimension. it. makes total sense. If he's not digesting it, which he's not because he doesn't expel it unless he pukes the star, he just swallows it and he keeps it. Swallowing it into an alternate dimension. Hmm, I and it's what, all just a pile of stuff that's just <laughs> sitting there. If it's someone, his horde.
1: It's, it's, like, it's like a dragon's horde of like things that he's swallowed over time mm-hmm. that he's forgotten
0: about that they f- he's
1: forgot to spit back out
0: <laughs> they should have done an episode of the cartoon where he actually eats a person and they end up there and it's like what the heck's all this stuff and like amazing. this kid just crawls out of the rubble he's like i've been here for
2: 12 years
0: <laughs> look how old i am now every once in a while kirby eats an apple for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we're on to your uh, track what'd you end up picking
0: so I ended up picking a track from uh The Last Recon. Okay. Daryl. It's from the game Red Dead Redemption 2, and it is called Unshaken, composed by D'Angelo. Low, 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 low.
2: The world. Did I hear a thunder? Did I hear you break? I can't quite remember just what guided me this way. Oh, oh, oh unshaken amidst amidst a crash of the world the pines they often whisper they whisper but no tongue can tell he who drinks from the deep water may he know Steps oh, of the world well. oh, well. May I Stand I. unshaken Amid amidst the Crash of the world May mm-hmm. I Stand unshaken Amid the Crash of the world mm-hmm. Oh, travel have you seen where that crossroads? Where you been? Where you been? I once was standing tall, now I feel my backs against the wall.
0: You're listening to Unshaken from Red Dead Redemption 2, composed by D'Angelo, mm. submitted by listener and friend The Last Recon, and as mentioned by Dustin8060, one, or sorry, from uh, Frankly Apple, one of the best stories in gaming history. And I'll be dang. Be, I would not be surprised to hear if he is right there, because... I've heard a lot of great things about the Red Dead for Redemption series, and partly the reason why I didn't really dive into it is because of the time investment required. Mm-hmm. I have at least the first one on my uh, shelf for the 360. At this point, things. there's a sequel. <laughs> yeah, and I almost bought the sequel, but then I was like, but don't. I'm gonna, I haven't played the first one yet, So, but I really want to. But enough about me. Let's talk about The Last Recon. I would like to submit this track from Red Dead Redemption 2. I remember when I first heard this track and was like, man, this is a rather mellow song. Mm. I often listen to this when I need to chill out, and the song definitely fits where it plays in the game. Not to spoil it, but your crew suffers a rather traumatic event, and this song plays after you're forced to go about your separate ways and then eventually find your way back to them. This title also fits. No matter what is thrown at you or whatever hardships you may face, you stand tough and remain unshaken. Given the past two years, I think that we can all attest to this. Best wishes to all, as Elder, Wing, Elder Elden Ring currently calls my name. P.S. Pernell, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> Lyle, Just kidding. Love you, buddy. Oh, oh Thanks.
1: You suck, Pernell.
0: No, endearing. <laughs>
1: But every time Rob said you suck, what he was really saying was I love you.
0: <laughs> oh, My heart hurts.
1: This is this is one of my favorite songs we played on the show in a long time, I think. It's a good I, it one. It was really good.
0: And that draw and connection that like that Kung Fu Carlito made and you end up looking up that <laughs> this is actually the, the classic singer D'Angelo. Yeah. Like I've heard that name before, but I don't remember it. It's been a long friggin' time. Yeah. I would not be surprised if I've heard some of his music over the years and just forgot. I forgot who it was. Yeah. Or, or yeah. the tracks because <laughs> I, I've long since moved on to the shoegaze era. And if it wasn't like a complete staple in my youth, it's faded away. Well, for more information
1: on the bonus round part of our show, you can go to rhythmandpixels.com where we'll have links to all of these artists, band camps, and SoundClouds, and, and where you can go and buy the music and support the artists. Thank you for joining us on episode 31-8 of Rhythm and Pixels. This is your four games in February. Your challenge to complete games in the month of February. Maybe four. Maybe the alliteration was too much for you. Maybe (laughs) it was too
0: much for me. I don't know. (laughs) But it's always worth a try. I mean, last year I pulled it off. This year, not so much. But it was just fun to give it a go. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you still just put some games on my radar of that again, I'm going to bring up next week on the show and that I hope to eventually knock down. A nice. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, inspired. Inspire for now. Inspire him. Inspire I, him. I play. could
0: use it. I could <laughs> use it. Ugh.
1: The last track we're listening to is Teo Desert from the game, Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX composed by Jose Ramon Bibiki Garcia. Um, and this is one of the many, many games that our listener and friend Chris Murray
0: completed this past month. And he and I did have a fairly similar sentiment in regards to like their take on the game, too. Because uh, I had never played classic Alex Kidd games. And I got the chance to review this for Hey Poor Player. And I was like, oh, I would like to review this because I've heard so many good things about Alex Kidd from back in the day and the franchise and all. And people were really hyped about this remake coming out. Alex and Kidd, he's the
1: one who puts on different helmets and does different things. Now that's Kid Chameleon. Kid Chameleon. I get that mixed up. Alex
0: Kid punches things. Puncher. Yeah. It's a classic, classic master system. Mm-hmm. Thing, right? Okay. And he, all the boss fights are junk and post, so basically just rock, paper, scissors battles. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um and the odd thing about the game is that while I and I think like I said, Chris and I talked about it, we had a share sentiment, is that while the game looks beautiful, the music is good. Um, the gameplay, even for that era, I'm not sure it was much to write home about. There was a lot of issues with it as far as, like, just, like, enjoyment levels were concerned. And just, like, the how fluid it was transitioning from level to level. It wasn't a bad game, mm-hmm. but it didn't come away feeling like I'm an exemplary game. Not of not the hype it got. I almost, dare I say it, preferred Super Mario 1. Oh, yeah.
1: And that's terrifying. That's something else. Now the original I was I had to look this up briefly I'm sorry that I kind of like stared at wiki for a minute there I heard about this and I, I and I had to confirm my suspicions but yes this game was a pack that's just a pack in for the master system uh, master system two systems mm-hmm. they were built into the system so if you pl- turn the machine on with no cartridge you can, you can play this game
0: that makes sense yeah And I like the idea behind that. Just put the game on the machine.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like every Nintendo had, like, you buy, you can also get a cartridge of Super Mario. No, it was just like, just put Super Mario in the machine. I could dance. And then you can buy other games for it.
0: (laughs) I do like that. See, I like that Jess Jess Devitt had, like, a positive spin on our 4 in February dilemma. She goes, there's still a few more days left to beat another game. Maybe. Um... I thought about playing one like Mega Man 10. It's the only classic Mega Man, quote unquote, classic numbered mm-hmm. Mega Man game that I never finished. I have the weekend. Maybe I'll finish Ghouls and Ghosts this week. No, you won't. <laughs> Choose a different game. You're <laughs> never beating Ghouls and Ghosts. Not. I'm not being a jerk. I'm just being realistic. I can get to the second level boss on
1: one credit, so I'm getting there. That's the problem is that with these classic games that you're meant to spend money on, I'm like, how far can I get on one credit?
0: <laughs> but I feel like Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins take that one step further. Like, Mike and I, I remember we were in California and we were at an arcade out there. I don't know what it was called, but just for fun, we were drinking beers and like, let's challenge to see who can get the farthest on one game of Ghouls yeah. and Ghosts. And I think one of us got to the boss of the first level. It's it tough. was embarrassing, we, but it was fun to try. We
1: played at um, Retro World in Connecticut. Um, we did that there too. Yeah, we did it there too. I was, I was like, "Come on, man!" Because every I time knew we played Monkey Ball, we played Monkey Ball also. It's because I felt like every time we go to these conventions, there's like, oh, there's so much to do, and I always miss out on just playing games. And so I think Ed was out with some other people, and they were like going to. Um, to panels and stuff and I was like no 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 I'm not doing it this time for now you and I are going to play games <laughs> and and I was like, oh, to
0: play I was like I'm down for playing games and then Just I felt kind of bad
1: that like I missed out on, on um, quality bonding time with my dad Ed Wilson but um, Dad
0: could play some games <laughs> well, you didn't have to not didn't play have to games go. yeah
1: yeah but I'm glad we did that anyway it was a good time yeah, Monkey Ball was fun, too. I'm terrible at Monkey Ball. Also, Ghouls and Ghosts, I'm bad at that game as well. Everyone's bad at Monkey Ball. That's part of the f- charm,
0: I guess. Yeah, that's probably a, everyone's Everyone's yeah. mutually suffering to see who could get the farthest in that game. <laughs> oh, man. I just don't understand who is good at that game. Like, I had one friend who was able to bust out some magic, and quite um, frankly... Are Monkey Ball or Ghouls and Ghosts? Monkey Ball. Oh, Like, yeah. we used to get together back when the GameCube versions were new back when I used to work at KB Toys mm. and uh, we would all just hang out and play our monkey ball copies. We'd do like monkey target, monkey bowling and then we would all just kind of see who could get the farthest on like advanced difficulty. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was like the middle of the three sets of chore courses and some of the stuff that people were getting good enough to pull off was just stupid. Like, they would know if you rolled at this speed at this angle and hit this yeah. exact point you'll go spinning towards the goal. Like what? They designed this entire map and you just like circumvent the map <laughs> by bumping into this spot on the board.
1: The um... But some of my favorite um, uh, awesome games done quick speedruns are of Monkey Ball because they're just, they're just impressive to watch and it gets hypnotic because sometimes they're able to do those stages so fast because they're just like bouncing the ball where it shouldn't go and, and all sorts of different places. It's so impressive to me. I love watching those speedruns.
0: What did Goals and Ghost Resurrections or Ghosts and Goblins Resurrections come out on? Do you remember?
1: Oh, that's right. I don't.
0: Because Mike said we should try to see if we can get the farthest in Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. I try that. It wasn't there a
1: like kind of a remake or, or a, a, in the style of game where you play as the princess.
0: Yes and no. So you're thinking about Battle Princess Madeline. Yes. That game was designed by a father who was his daughter. Literally asked him, you know, about why aren't there more you know games that have, the, have women as the main character. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I'll make a game so that you can beat the main character. So he creates this Ghosts and Goblins-esque game, and the girl as the main character is pretty much inspired by his daughter oh, that's and her ghost dog. So it's interesting in that it has two modes. It has an adventure mode, which is kind of like exploring a map mm-hmm. that's interconnected. And then there's like the traditional Ghosts and Goblins, like stage by stage mode. The adventure mode, and eh, not all that great. But the normal mode is actually legit. It's on point with a Ghosts and Goblins oh, okay. experience. Brutal and all. So it's oh. kind of almost <laughs> funny. He was like, you know, I'll make a game that my daughter
1: will never finish. Exactly. <laughs> like,
0: how masochistic can you be? It's, like, it's, a, it's a question of, did he want to design the game so he's like, girls can do anything guys can do, or girls can do anything guys can do, but you uh, ain't doing this. It's or, just like no one can do the other a game. a
1: genius. is a genius. Is this like a Tiger Woods situation where he's like, like prepping his daughter to be like the master of classic video games
0: <laughs> that would be legit though she just yeah. busted like what is the secret to your success my dad trained me he locked me in the basement <laughs> with battle princess madeline and i couldn't get my ice cream until i beat a stage he each said,
1: day these games weren't nintendo hard enough so he made hard games for me <laughs> he created the dad Nintendo hard i wasn't games. allowed to have dinner until i finished schools and ghosts um but no, you don't have to finish Ghouls and Ghosts to listen to great video game music or to listen to great video game music podcasts. But it would be a perk if you did. But it would be a, a good thing if you did. So please send in a, um, a photograph of the, the windscreen and the credit sequence of Ghouls and Ghosts and send that to with our email. $5 e- dollars shipping and handling. With $5 shipping and handling because it, it, t- it spends money to send that email. And I'll send you my Bitcoin link to our email address rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and for a full track listing of this episode and all of our episodes and for um, a, a high score of all of your ghouls and ghosts uh, scores you can go to our website rhythmandpixels.com and not really there's just access to all of our episodes right there you can also check us out <laughs>
0: disclaimer it's actually
1: disclaimer we're not playing that game ever again <laughs> um, and uh, you can go to you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter where rhythmandpixels it's all one word We have a YouTube radio station at youtube.com slash rhythm and pixels playing 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. And if you'd like to support the show, you just tell people about it, you know, share it on your Facebook or on your Twitter. Um, Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody that you love video game music and you've learned a little bit more through rhythm and pixels.
0: The video game music podcast.
1: The video game music podcast starring Rob and the guy who sometimes says his name is (laughs) Pernell. But other times he's just drinking beverages. My name is Rob and I'm really tired. (laughs) I am really tired. (laughs) You can also support us by going to uh, rhythmandpixels.com slash merch where we sell some cool video game music inspired t-shirts. Actually, we have some new hoodies that I've just designed for um, the, the merch shop. So go check that out there. We t- I took the logo. The logo is on the back. It's a zippy on the front. They're really high quality. Really warm. So if you're like if you're living in the in the northeast of America like we are and it's awfully cold, they're really really nice. Uh, the Rhythm and Pixels logo is like on the right. Uh, starts on the left breast. It's it's really cool. I have a, a bright red Falcom sweatshirt right now, and I use it to run. It's fantastic. So you can go there. You can also support us by going to Patreon, patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels. There you get access to all sorts of good stuff like uh, prequel episodes. You get access to um, uh, stickers and mugs, uh, exclusive t-shirts. Good vibrations. Good vibrations. You get um, uh, exclusive access to our Discord server channels and you get access to monthly live-streamed episodes just like this one. And we like to thank all of our Patreon members who are at the highest levels at the end of every episode. So I'd like to thank uh, number one, Frankly Zappa, good buddy. Thank you so, so much for being a supporter of our show and of my live
0: stream uh, two weeks ago. I also want to thank the number one. Do we know who this is? I know who it is, but I think it's funny that he just put down the number one. So I, I got to honor it. Okay. He's number one. That's it. And, until, until further notice, you are the number one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I want to thank uh, Kristen Game Fan 44. Yeah, 44. Um, who's also been in the chat. So thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you, Mike Myers. Thank you, Ulf Person. Thank you, Vashon8060. Thank you, Alex Messenger, the messenger from AVGM Journey, another VGM podcast. Thank you, Andreas Milberg, Brian Pitt, Cameron Worma, Carlos Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Uh, thank you also for hanging out in the chat room. Uh, Chris Dienerson, Chris Wisner, a.k.a. Musashi219, a.k.a. The Wise Guy. Wise Guy. Uh, Christopher Senstrom, Davey Cakes, thank you very much. David Taylor, Harold Howard, Justin Schneider from XVGM Radio um, which I I committed us to record some stuff for their April 1st episode so
0: that
1: should be fun to do Uh, Michael Bridgewater Dr. Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast thank you very much Uh, Michael Jennings Rage Cage um, the proprietor of the VGM Porium podcast Reinhardt Zilkova. <laughs> you were having that moment. like, the names, the names. <laughs> that just kind of came up on me. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Excuse me. Uh, Reinhard Zilkova, Romancing Sagat, Sleepy S'more, Steve Miller, Taco, The Autistic Gamer 89, and Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy. Thank you all very, very much for your continued support of our little show. I really appreciate that.
0: Much um, appreciated. I don't
1: think we have a topic for next week, sir. It's four gonna,
0: for February. It's gonna be three for February, or some nebulous number <laughs> of attempted games for February. <laughs> uh, I think we got we got some topics on
1: the uh, on, on the on the on the Google Doc. I'm sure we'll I'm sure will play four it. for
0: February. <laughs> it is literally that <laughs> That's the topic
1: again. Well, ours uh, for us. Yes. Oh, why would I do that? <laughs> well,
0: that's what makes it fun. You gotta figure out what you
1: would have played. If you what had I, what time, I, okay, okay, okay. This, this is our four, our four for February. Yes, yeah, I like that. I can speak words now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you, every, very, thank you all very much for listening to the show, for supporting the show, and for hanging out in our live chat room. You all mean so much to us, and
0: you always will. My name is Rob Nichols, and I'm Pernell. Have a good night, and remember, um, game playing is a hobby, not a job. Uh, We like to talk about games and completing those games. That's why the whole idea of 4 for February exists. Both a combination of just beating games and also knocking them off of your backlog for the most part. But again, you're not required to finish your games. No one's going to look at you as being less of a quote-unquote gamer (laughs) if you don't finish a game. And if they do, that's kind of on them. With that said, though, obviously, if I'm just joking with you, we're just talking back and forth. Like, what are you doing? How did you not beat that game? Obviously, you know it's different. Mm. But um, the overall concept of playing games is meant to be to have fun. Under your terms, under your conditions, finish a game, don't finish a game, play it for 20 hours, play it for 20 minutes. It doesn't matter as long as you personally feel satisfied in the experience you obtained from that product. It was all worthwhile. Also, it's about the journey, not the destination, which is why you don't even have to beat a game to get a good review out of it because I might think the destination had a crappy finale. And you don't have to feel the same way, and that's cool, too. Um, I'm rambling. Play your games, have fun with them. That's the point.